Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. The podcast. Woohoo! Yeah, it's a podcast <laughs> about arts, arts workers, and those who are really trying to make a difference through uh, this bullshit we call COVID. Uh, uh-huh. I am one of your hosts. My name's Tyler. I'm an actor. And uh, I'm Stephanie. I'm uh, a theater stage manager. And we are really excited for this week's episode specifically. And we have today a screenwriter, a voice actor, a director, a man who made me literally yell at his short film, <laughs> Stranger in Black. We just watched right it, before that's Zoom. so true. I'm the one that does the like, horror movies. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. We yep. did our oh, research. You guys. <laughs> we have with us today, Mr. Ray Haldred. Hey, Oh, hey guys. There it is. First of all, I, I was going to be quiet during that whole intro. I'm like, all right, right. You're shut your mouth. Yeah. But then the moment you started talking about how you actually watched my stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No, whoa, totally. I, that warms my heart, guys. I'm I, so glad you liked it. I wish, honestly, yeah. I wish you could have watched what just happened because uh, Tyler was like, oh, we'll watch a couple things of his before we talk to him. Mm-hmm. And so we're watching Stranger Black. And which, by the way, I, do you love how time efficient it is? Yes, right? it's I mean, right. two and a half two and minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I was in the you know the mindset of the woman, and I was like, why didn't she shut the bedroom door? Why is she hiding in the closet that doesn't lock? Like, what is she doing? And then when she was like, oh, I love this, I was like, okay, that makes way more sense. But like, obviously, obviously, bad things were about to happen, and somehow Tyler couldn't handle it, and he screamed like a little girl and yes. the happiest person in my entire life i've never yes it was awesome yeah. i i didn't scream but in <laughs> case in case anyone who's listening to this ends up watching the short film which i hope you do <laughs> yes. watch it please um, do. is it rayholdridge.com yeah ray holdridge yeah rayholdridge.com it's, okay. it's spelled exactly how it sounds hold ridge hold ridge okay yeah i'm going to the heart of like canada yeah. you, you yeah. were Holdridge. but i was like Tyler sensitive. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> don't don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. It's bad for everybody. <laughs> I'm a bit of a diva. So no, uh, but dude, yeah, no, I'm so yeah. Tell me, okay, so you got. I, I love the breakdown of it. You're you're freaking out about it. And well, he really did. It was. I I still have like weird flashbacks to Insidious watching that for the first time. So. Uh, again, spoilers ahead for uh, Stranger in Black. It has this. very dark lighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're watching it, and of course, like we get to the end, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is gonna be like the big reveal. And it, you carried it on like two seconds more, and that just got my heart rate up a little bit. Like, okay, so what? What's the? the and then just ah, and I did like, I uh, yeah, I, I did the oh oh god. But it was, right. it was higher right. pitched than that, guys. It was higher pitched. Oh, yeah, sure. it was definitely. It was a very in the moment reaction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it delivered. It delivered on everything I was looking for. To that makes me, dude. Second. I cannot yeah. tell you how happy that makes me because you're not the first one to have that reaction, and you're not the first male to have that reaction. Yes. Which is right. funny because I think to myself, I feel like that is this scarier for guys than it is. Apparently. Women. And, 
I, I have only seen, I've heard more screeches come from the dudes that I have. I get from it. my lady. It's that false sense of like masculinity and security that they all have in themselves. And yeah. they think that they can't get scared and then they do. Oh yeah. Whereas, Whereas, like that I was like too much focused on, oh, well, fuck, there's some random ass dude and what's on her fingers? Why are they so sticky all of a sudden? That I couldn't get scared because I was thinking people are not, People are hearing the description is like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fingers. <laughs> This is, Run this into is, a house. Uh, what is this? What? <laughs> it's not porn, we promise. No, it's safe for work. Hold on, it is not, it is not porn. It's 100% locked It's not. The softest At first soft you think porn. it might be, but it, but yeah. it isn't. Like, I'm telling you, it's not what <laughs> Okay, before we yeah. end up talking for like 10 more minutes and yes. we haven't actually let you introduce yourself, why don't you do that? Because everybody who's listening right now is like, what the fuck's yeah. happening yeah. right yeah. now? Tell, well, us, tell us who I, you are and what you do. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, first of all, guys, thank you so much for for letting me on here. I, I'm totally. so stoked, super excited. I've I've really been been sitting here for the last thirty minutes, just counting minutes, you know, counting seconds <laughs> down, so drinking. Yes. I'm drinking. I'm drinking coffee. Okay, I got some tequila here. All right, I've been drinking V8 juice. I am hyped. I am it's so be a long psyched. Episode, everybody. <laughs> hey, those are the best kind. Anyway, so yeah, so my name <laughs> my name's Bray Holdridge, and um. I am exactly what you guys said. I, I'm I'm an actor, a voice actor. I've written, I've directed pieces, uh, and honestly, the, the best way I always describe myself is a, is a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. I've been a storyteller since I was a little kid. Um, I remember my first short story I wrote back in fourth grade, and it was awesome. And uh, no, I have no idea. <laughs> I just remember being so mad. Prodigy, dude. Listen. I I was so mad at my teacher. I remember being so mad at my teacher because she said that we could only write two pages and like front mm. and back, little mm -hmm. pages, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so mad because I had to cut my story short because I had more. I remember specifically that memory. Mm -hmm. So from that and um, my love of honestly, from I mean, shoot, Power Rangers, Star Wars, books yes. of the yin yang, so much fantasy. I was a professional wrestler fan, like. I loved any way to get stories. That's what I wanted to get. Uh, uh, you've heard it here, that. everybody. Professional wrestling is a story, not Professional else. wrestling <laughs> is one of the longest running stories oh, on really? television. It is. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself has been involved in this universe, this world, since the 70s. That is that long. That's huh? yeah. I don't even know dude. who that is, but that doesn't surprise me. And it's he's also just insane. it's fine. He's just one of the most <laughs> he's a very buff and attractive man who's always well. He's very Got well. It. He's a yeah. He's a lot of things. Uh, but, <laughs> but I love story. So so as you can see, my influence and I'm a big animation fan. I mean, Japanese anime especially has probably been one of the if not the most influential um, genres of storytelling that has influenced me. And and so that's kind of where I've taken my career. I started. Um, when I got out of high school, I just knew that I wanted to be in entertainment somehow. I had no idea how to, how to get into it. I did not, in high school, I was not a thespian. Uh, I was not a theater kid. I played football. Nice. And, uh, and I, was, I played football, I played sports, I played video games. Me and my buddies were always were like, we're just gamers who play sports, yeah. you know? Um, and in fact, but I did do, I did do the senior, a senior spring play um, that was god awful. And not God. Okay, that's not true. First of all, that's not true. It was the, <laughs> it's just, it's not what you want to do when you think I want to be an actor and I want to do my senior spring play. And for that was my first intro. And it was a children's musical 
called The Dog and the Clock or The Clock and the Dog. It was based on a children's book okay. where it's, edu first of all, it's educational. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Who says, hey, I'm going to go to a high school play and let's make it educational. It's, yeah. it's about a kid who follows this, this clock dog into a parallel world with, in a oh, clock in the Wait, phone booth or something in the phone booth? Phantom Toll Booth. Oh, yeah, Phantom Toll Booth. Oh. That's it. Oh, God. Oh gosh! Wait 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 We're gonna have a we might have an issue here, right? So that's one of my favorite books of all times. From listen, I have no qualms with the book. I had an issue being an eighteen-year-old. That's fair. Playing, doing the play. I never read the book. Look, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is when you think, all right, you know what? High school football's done. Like, I'm done with football. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my next step and be a freaking artist. Like, let's do it. Let's do high school theater. What? Wait. You're, there's a dog and a clock, and there's a math teacher, <laughs> and there's like a math king wizard, and we're learning about English. And I'm like, why is this happening? Like, <laughs> high school theater is just wacky. It's Wait, weird. Wait, so how did, how did you go from football guy to, hey, I'm going to try to do this spring play my senior year. All right. So we're going to backtrack a couple more years. Uh -oh, okay. year in high school. So like I said, I come like, okay, like, first of all, like I said, I've always wanted to be a storyteller, right? And I thought I want to get into play. My, my mom, God bless. I love my mom and my dad. They, they were so, so always so supportive. I have ridiculously supportive parents. I mean, stupid supportive. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like when I was a kid, they put me in summer spring uh, art classes and acting classes. Like there was a program in Pomona where I live. I, I'm born and raised here in SoCal. Okay. And um and That's one of Southern things, California for anybody who yeah, doesn't sorry. live in that area. <laughs> you might have heard of it. You might have heard of it. We're on fire. So yes. Hey, so are we in debt? I mean, not as bad as you guys are, but yeah, well, we feel you know, your pain a little bit. I hear you. We all just suck yeah. right now. Everybody yeah. sucks. I mean, y'all need water. Yeah. But anyway, so my acting career. So I was that summer. <laughs> it was that summer, and my mom, my parents were always putting me in art stuff. And why? Because I was a very uh, I wanted attention. God, I wanted attention, as you can obviously tell. And <laughs> so, uh, so going into freshman year, I thought, okay, I want to do the theater program, right? And I was in a uh, freshman choir. I was in choir too. Um, and I went in, and I, I went one of the classes. I kind of met people, and I was so. First of all, high schoolers are dicks enough yep theater high school kids are even bigger dicks oh, i don't God, care yes. what you do <laughs> yeah because first of all everyone thinks that they're the next marlon brando <laughs> every gal girl thinks they're the hottest thing on planet earth and you're laughing hard right now because you know it's true uh, you know it's true and and so here's uh, me a, a portly a portly um n nice soft-spoken, going through rough crap at home type kid, going into this environment where I have really empty confidence. I've gone through puberty hard. Like I'm hair, I got hair on my face and other places and my voice is deep. <laughs> and, and I'm like going into this class, I'm like, all right, I want to, and dude, just the intimidation factor was up mm. the roof. So I was like, forget right. this. I'm not doing this. These guys are jerks. I don't like this. And it sucks because I had a lot of friends who were actually did all four years. So instead I joined football. Okay. And let me tell you, after four straight years, freshman my senior year, I played I played football. After four years of hitting people in the mouth, getting hit in the mouth, talking all kinds of mad shit. I love that we can curse on this podcast. Yeah, I'm going off of you. Yeah, talking mad shit and and getting lean. I get big. And all of a sudden, I'm now I'm six feet, two hundred and ten pounds. 
ain't no theater kid gonna intimidate me. Like, I'm like, who are you? What are you? Like, I'm gonna walk into that room and I know how, and now at that point, I know most of the kids who have been in there. Like, so I walk in, I'm like, screw it, let's do it. So I, I auditioned, again, not knowing at all what Phantom Tollbooth was. I just auditioned, I, I sang a song. I think it was, I uh, love. I, uh, L is for the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love that classic stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Damn. Yes. And so I crushed that. But of course, what do they put me? Narrator. <laughs> Why? No, this was their opportunity. That, they said first, that deep puberty voice. It was the <laughs> voice. It was the puberty, which I was so mad. Okay, and for those of you who are listening, because this is a straight podcast, right? Yes, no one's 100%. This, okay, no okay, one's yeah. watching guys, this. Guys, if you were to look me up, don't get confused. <laughs> I'm very tan. And when I say tan, I mean I look very Mexican because my mother is very Mexican. <laughs> and my, but however, my name and my voice I get from my father, who mm -hmm. is very, very white. Mm -hmm. And so I am half Mexican and half whatever white my dad is. <laughs> we don't is. care. Europe somewhere. What? No, exactly. Yeah, Thank Baltic. you. White people don't care. I, most yeah. of the time, white people don't care. What Sadly, no. Right? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Polish? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I get this voice and they're just like, okay, you can be the narrator. I was like, all right, bummer, whatever. But it was fine. I was a team player. I was excited to be hanging out with friends. I, I had a good amount of friends in the program. And then one of the senior kids decided to pull, a, again, where does this ego come from? Who are you? This kid is upset and he decides to bail on one of the major roles, which I guess was the, it was the math king. Like two weeks, two weeks before the show was supposed to go up. So everybody's freaking out and they, and, and they go to me, Ray, could you do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Nice. I learned, I learned song. I learned two different songs. I learned the lines. I made up my own dance routine because there was no time to really make one. Right. Um, I got into it and I think I crushed it, but you know, whatever. Damn. I need to now look this up because you say spring play. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like they did a thing. No, like it's like, it was a fucking full on musical. Yeah. Yeah, it was a musical. Yeah, so it was I need to look this up because I, so I had mad. no idea that there was a Tollbooth, Phantom Tollbooth musical. Oh boy, um, yeah, we just unlocked a whole new song, game. everybody. Yep, yep. maybe is. that'll and be the first thing I direct. Phantom oh. Tollbooth musical. <laughs> I'm not. I'll be the narrator. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know That's if I can I take you directing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyler, stop. <laughs> Fuck it. Sit. It is crazy. It is such a, it was such a gnarly little experience and it, but it didn't turn me off at all. At awesome. all. And yeah. So after that, I went to, uh, I went to college and community college people do when they don't know what the hell they're going to do with their lives. Mm -hmm. um, I got in community college and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the theater thing. I got into the theater program. Um, and that's actually where I discovered radio and oh, voice cool. yeah. one of my professors um my first mentor and she's been my mentor for a long time and she's an amazing woman her name is tammy trujillo uh she's been on the la airwaves for a long time uh working for uh, multiple news agencies and, and radio stations and a great voiceover artist and she introduced me into the world of voiceover and all of a sudden i realized oh my gosh does it matter what i look like mm -hmm. i can be whatever oh, yeah. because I'd already gone out for a couple stage plays at the school um and because I could grow a beard and had a strong voice and and, and I carried myself well um they always kind of cast me around the older you know mm -hmm. characters and mm -hmm. and things mm -hmm. like that or or if I was doing on camera because of the way I look there were certain characters that I just could not reasonably do believably um for example like they never usually give man with a tan 
who had to talk like this on camera. It just won't make sense. Like, what the, who the hell is that? Why is that Mexican talking? Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. It's 2020. Get over it. Right. But on, <laughs> but behind the behind the mic, you could do whatever you want, and that that was what was so amazing to me. And and plus, I'd always been a fan of animation. Like I said, mm-hmm. I was a big Dragon Ball Z fan. But then I also got deep into the anime world. And so the original from Naruto when it first came out, mm-hmm. Bleach, One Piece. I know I'm throwing out names out there you may not know, but definitely for those who of, are, it, definitely have heard of Naruto and Bleach. All right. You know. Okay. Good, because that was part of the original big three. That was a big deal <laughs> in college. But that's what got me into that world because then what I started to see were these big, epic, emotional stories where like the little, like the, the, the little things were these huge things you know, you would think everything mattered. And so that's what I love so much about animation is that they take these little things and you have to blow it up yeah, yeah. and it's the biggest deal in the world. Um, and so I fell in love with that and I just started this journey of, okay, how do I get into this world? And so I went from great sports talk and wanting to talk about all these <laughs> sports to wanting uh, to do all kinds of voices and figure out what am I going to do as a pencil? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm gonna figure it out. So I did. So and the writing and everything just kind of came with it. Yeah, I love so. that. God, that was a long winded. We just went no, through my, a little bit of high school. No, that's, that, that was perfect. great. That was awesome. So okay. I guess. Um, Hope you don't mind. I'll pour myself another little. Please do. Pour away. Um. So, going back, do you have? If you went to college for some theater and stuff, whatever, and you found voiceover, um, do you have experience being in front of a camera and on screen and and stuff like that? Or are you kind of just doing voiceover stuff? Like, what what are the different small steps you've taken to kind of where you are now? Mm. So. So that's a great question because you know when I when I tell people when people ask that meme and when I say storyteller, yeah, um, that's because it's a really easy way <laughs> yeah. to say what I do. Sure. I mean, if I were to say, oh yeah, I'm an actor, a voice actor, I've do, I love stage, mm-hmm. I've done stand up, I, I write, I do, that's so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, storyteller fits because I did. I have commercials. I, I am a commercial actor as well. National or local? Like Tyler has a local kind of one that I, I gotta Sandy. find. Look, I have I had one with Hulu. I have a yes, yes, Sandy Honda San Diego. Yeah, and it's a snippet. Oh, first yeah. of all, guys, commercial is not as fancy as you think. Like as in, <laughs> as in it shouldn't be intimidating because you right. can go a whole day shoot doing something and you're in it for literally one second. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know? But it's cool because it pays the bills. It's great. Um so I I've I do on camera, I, I do voiceover. Um, the writing and directing is actually something newer and okay. something I've been pursuing over the last uh, two or three years, particularly because I realized I got really tired of waiting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love acting. I love actors, I love acting. I love, again, just telling the stories in different ways. But the problem with that is as, as an actor, you need project. You mm-hmm. need someone to book you. You mm-hmm. need, you know, and, and that can be really tough, especially in this industry when there are so many people who want to be actors. Not a knock on them. It's just, it is what it is. So me wanting to also tell particular stories, um, I just started to write things, uh, not for myself, but also for my friends. Um, those two people you saw on Stranger in Black, mm-hmm. they're two of my closest friends, April Nelson and Cody Bond. Guys, look them up. They're amazing, amazing actors, but also amazing people. Uh, April Nelson is a uh, third runner-up for Miss America. Nice. Uh, she, she's Anna. Oh, she's amazing. And then Cody Bond, I mean, he, he's he been on Lucifer. He's been oh, on awesome. other major tech network television shows. Yeah, and he's just a, a great person. Um, so 
that's what I started to do was just figure out ways to tell stories in general. I stopped worrying about whether or not I was in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to do it. And it's funny mm -hmm. because as soon as I started doing that, I started booking more jobs outside mm, that were in front of camera. But behind the mic, as of 2020, when 2020 started, uh, my focus was, hey, voiceover, uh, producing my own project, mm -hmm. and um, and building up my own production company, uh, Smoking Polar Bear Productions. Uh, those were the big three. And as an actor, I if I get something, great. Like, if I get on camera, awesome. But I, I stopped... I've stopped worrying about that being yeah. the main, main focus as much as now. It's like, hey, let's just tell a really great story the way I want to tell it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And going into, you know, your production company, what are your, like, goals for the production? Obviously, it's something to keep you busy creatively and pay yeah. bills in other ways. But uh, even, like, going through your website and looking through, you know, what you've done, what's the general direction you want to take that production company especially mm -hmm. now so, yeah. yeah so so smoking polar bear production first of all there's another big 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 chapter um uh, behind why i am here in la and why i'm able to do what mm -hmm. i'm doing because like i said I, as you can tell when i start when i was in, i graduated high school in 2008 mm -hmm. so my story really didn't start till about 2010 when i discovered mm -hmm. you know all those classes and stuff voiceover but i didn't move out here to la until 2015 mm -hmm. um oh, okay Yes. And, and mind you, I've lived in Southern California, but if you live in Southern California and you say, I live an hour outside of LA, mm -hmm. you're not in LA. You are mm -hmm. not, it's a completely different world. It's, yeah. it's suburbia <laughs> or worse yet, San Bernardino. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's a completely different world. Yep. Um, and that's where I came from. And so when I did finally get out here, um, I always wanted, since I, and it's funny, since high school, I always wanted a way to tell stories in different mediums, books, mm -hmm. video games. Um, and, and film and television. And so Smoking Polar Bear Productions has all, was always in the back of my mind. And this year I decided to really make it a reality, push it and create it. And the whole concept behind it is to tell personal stories um, that are unique to individual, to each mm -hmm. individual. So for me, as you can see, I'm, I'm, I've done some work for uh, companies, uh, different businesses and things like that, which is a big deal for me because I think there's a lot of stories that go into entrepreneurship mm. and do small businesses mm -hmm. that people don't hear about, especially now. There's no bigger time there where right. people are struggling. Right. And yet, but even before now, people were struggling to make their dreams happen. Like yeah. they're making their dreams happen. Yeah. That's an amazing story. And, and I know so many people who have done so much and sacrificed so much to make their business flourish. So I wanted to tell those stories that's and, awesome. and it's a service. And at the time, same time, it is right. a service because that, that it's also a business like, Hey, other people should know how much energy and love you put into this business because Absolutely. that's how much energy and love they're going to give to you as a client. Right. right. right? So that's a small, that's a little branch of what Smoky Polar Bear Production does is the work for commercial. I, I create commercial content um, for businesses online. And the other side is the creative side. I make original content mm. uh, or fan for myself. And those are original pieces I've written. Um, I've been lucky enough to put both uh, Stranger in Black, as you saw, underneath that banner, and my second film, which is a fan film based off the uh, comic book series uh, Sirens of Gotham. Oh, it's about hell yes. <laughs> right? Have yes. you guys seen this yet, Tyler? I haven't. Tyler. I'm a horrible friend. Oh, my God. First of all, no it's, just, no, it's just longer than two and a half minutes. Stranger in Black <laughs> is two and a half minutes. My fan film is eight minutes. So, you know, you don't got eight minutes to spare yeah, in right? life. I get it. That's like a Werner Herzog film. <laughs> that's just going way too far. Wow. But that, but that's a story that's about um, the most three most powerful women in Gotham: Poison Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley Quinn, and they're out having a girls' night. 
Oh, no. And I love this. Yep, Harley Quinn's been kicked out. Harley Quinn been kicked out by the Joker, and now they're gonna have a conversation. And my whole focus with that was to show the real grounded dynamic of what three friends would look like, mm -hmm. except they happen to be the most dangerous. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, so that that was my take on it, and, cool. and that was an, and I learned so much. Um, like I said, this this writing, producing, directing aspect of my life and career is is new. And so I've been very, very lucky to learn from some amazing people and, and be very honest with how much I've been growing there. Yeah. yeah, of course. Are you hoping to um, be able to start uh, producing other writers' things under your production company? Like this guy right yeah. here has lots of things that he writes and, and Who are you whatnot. pointing to? <laughs> For the people um, oh, who are just listening, the, the guy next to me on the food time, Mr. Tyler. Uh, well, it. you know, it, it's really funny you say that because that's exactly what I want to start yeah. Um One of the big steps for me as a director is to mm -hmm. start working with, uh, with pieces that aren't mine, projects yeah. that aren't originally mine. You know, and you guys, if you guys may not know, if you're, if you're a writer director, it, especially if you're writing it, you kind of already start planning. Yes. Oh, I want to show right. you this, right, I want to do right. this, yeah. I want this angle, yeah, this will be sweet. The really cool challenge would be to take something where I have never touched before yeah. and then put that together. And, and, and I love it because you do it all the time. If, if, if you're creating things, you're watching films, you're like, how would I have done that yes. scene? How would I have told that story? Absolutely. And that's so fun to do. And I'm a, I love collaboration to the nth degree. I cannot yeah. tell you how much I love uh, working with people. And because I'm not good at everything. I am not. Believe yeah. it or not, guys. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard I it am, in the but podcast. That's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's because you're a stage manager. Exactly. Oh, you gotta yeah. be good at all have, things. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, my next step is to start working with projects that aren't mine originally and mm. start to tell other people's stories. That's what I want to do. And so yeah. that's the next step for Smoky Polar Productions is to start uh, working that. And, but having it be a business. In fact, I just got my own. Um, annual pro uh, production insurance actually. Oh, good. I have that, so I have that for a year so yeah, every nice. single project I do is covered and as anyone who's tried to put together any kind of project can tell you whether union or non-union insurance is usually a big pain in the backside right, right so here so now I have that and I want to be able to come on to other people's projects and say great let's figure out how to get it done because I've right. been I've been able to get things done now in, in a lot of wacky ways my fan mm -hmm. film has an interesting story hell my stranger in black has a crazy story so and then the project I'm just finishing up now, we're in post-production, The Letter, uh, which is my, will be my thir third short film. Um, that has a crazy story. So, because we shot it in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And, there you go. And you know what, though? We fought, we figured out how to do it in the most safe uh, yeah. way possible that complied with all of California mandated rules. As SAG was, uh, for those who don't know, SAG being the union, was behind on yeah. everything. We tried yeah. to get ahead of it and figure That's, out how to get things Yeah. Done. That's actually great. That's a that's a good jump into uh, one of the things we've been talking to our guests about is is how has COVID kind of affected mm -hmm. your life and and your exploration with all of all things creative or not creative, but yeah. just yeah. Well, you know, funny thing is, uh, the COVID pandemic hasn't been that bad for me. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's it is it sure. has it been crushing me as, in social aspect? Yeah, because yeah. I love people <laughs> and I've been get, driving crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it's been driving me a little nuts. Mm -hmm. um, because I, like I said, I love I love people and love having coffee with people and love talking about life and all kinds of things. And not being able to do that face to face is trippy. Um, you don't get the same energy. Yeah. No. However, however, um, uh, and it does suck because in the beginning of the year I was on fire. 
Oh man, I felt great. I was booking, I booked a, com a couple commercials. I booked uh, some VO jobs at Bang Zoom Studios here in Burbank, which oh, yeah. if you guys don't know, they do a majority of Netflix. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. For, yeah, for Japanese animation, which has awesome. only just been my dream. Yeah, oh, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> mommy, big shout out to uh, Mommy Okada, who, or Okada, who, who works at uh, Bang Zoom, and she is one of the best people you could ever meet. Mommy, thank you so much for all of your great work um and she uh, brought me into work there so things were looking really good coming out of february and then the pandemic hit and things shut down in fact i was supposed to shoot the letter uh i believe she's early march that late march early april mm -hmm. of course everything got shut down um and i was opening up business account. like it was great it was the weirdest time however it actually ended up being a blessing because what I realized was how much I focus on me. Mm -hmm. Go figure, as in <laughs> weird. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. This is what I think. I think it's super important for people to realize, like when I say that, you should love you some you and love me some me. Sure. Like, I love me some me. You should do that. Because what was I was able to do during the pandemic was kind of focus on, okay, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, period. And there was the pandemic in itself was mm -hmm. a lot of things were, were going, going off. Um, however, in terms of my career focus, I just lasered in and focused in. It's okay, how can I adapt? How can I make this work? How can we still shoot this project? Because life will go on. I'm very optimistic in that. Mm -hmm. The end of the world is not coming. No mm -hmm. matter, you know, it's, it's going to continue. So how can we adapt? It's just gonna be different. So how can we adapt? Um, so I figured that out and I was able to, I'm currently in the writing, a, finishing up a pilot. Uh, I am, I shot the letter, finished that. I put together an amazing team. Um, I was able to finance that, that whole project and we're in post and it just came from saying, okay, we got to use these next two months of chaos mm -hmm. to our advantage and let's just get better. And so that's what I did. And it was really cool to kind of discover um, the things I was really good at and the things I wasn't yeah. and the things I needed to learn. And I did learn and the things I still need to learn and yeah. work on, even though I oh. thought I had it under control. Right. So I've taken, I think. I don't, I don't want to say unique because I think there's a lot of people who are, who are positive about what's, you know, in terms of moving forward. Um, but I, I think that I just really decided, okay, I'm going to focus on what I can control and what I could control was my mindset, my career, my, mm -hmm. my own projects. You know, when people were shutting down and not doing anything, I was shooting the letter mm -hmm. and I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, being able to say, cool. Now when things start opening up and people have questions, well, how do we do it in the middle of I've done this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, done it. Mm -hmm. let's, let's you're set. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell you exactly how to do it. I got the playbook. Let's get her done. I wouldn't be able to do that, by the way. By the way, I would not have been able to do that without my producers, mm -hmm. um, Nicole Murray and my uh, my girlfriend slash lover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she hates it when I say that. I say I say slash lover. I say slash lover because I usually just call her my lover, but she's, yeah. like, she's like, stop it. That's, don't say it like that. I'm like, all right, fine. But I always say girlfriend, but then I appease myself slash lover. They were my producers on this so project. Mad at you. <laughs> you, you say it like Will Ferrell in the hot tub skit yeah. with Rachel Dratch and SNL. We are the lovers. We are the lovers. Except I mean it. Like this is real. That's the Love it. So, so she she's been my super 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 hardcore pillar of support um, in making Smoking Polar Bear Productions work. Uh, she's an actress herself and a very very good one. As she's in the letter and. Um, and then I also have a supporting role in the letter, but it's not about me. It's mm -hmm. about the, you know, a story about a guy, 
and a family who deals with the passing of their of the patriarch mm -hmm. and then what comes up you know the father and what comes up is a whole lot of um drama and feelings that have never been addressed and it's mm -hmm. about communication it's mm -hmm. about dealing with that you know finally and the pain of not being able to ever really finish things with someone who's passed. So, mm -hmm. um, so that's that's what that story's about. But again, I would not have been able to do that without an amazing team. Yeah. Did you write people. the letter as well? I did. Yes. Yeah, I wrote the letter, and um, it was based off of the passing of a uh, bit based off the passing of my father, my own dad, mm -hmm. who died uh, two years ago. Mm. Oh wow! Oh, I think wow. Yeah, two years ago, and uh, he he was a great guy he and i did not always have the best relationship mm -hmm. um as, as we were younger and as i think father and son sometimes do but he and i had a particularly uh, rigid one tough one however the lessons i learned from my dad especially as an adult um i, I tell people he was he is one of the two most influential people mm -hmm. in my life mm -hmm. and so when he passed there's a lot of stuff that came up and happened and I just ended up putting it in my work. That's awesome. And that's yeah. kind of how I do it. And it took, I did not write away right away. Sure. It took me like another year. Sure. Oh, before sure, I sure. felt like, you know, before I felt like, okay, I kind of know the story of this and kind of yeah. how we should work. Did uh, it so, feel uh, kind of cathartic to make a project like that? Um, a little bit. I okay. mean, honestly, I, I'm the type who I don't, I don't feel like I need to do this so I can mm. deal with the answer. I am mm. very, I sit and I have, considering how extrovert I am. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to my feelings and, and what I'm dealing with, I have no issues of turning the mirror and addressing myself mm -hmm. and what is going on with me and asking myself the hard questions. And I have people in my life too who I very small circle. I think everybody should of people who give me straight up and honest mm -hmm. with me and say, mm -hmm. "Hey, what's going on?" You know. Um, so that's what I did. I, I sat and I and I cried. Oh God, I cried. I mean, I, I have no problem getting emotional because I need to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. I cried. I felt it. I understood it. I accepted it. And I said, okay. Um, however, what's the story here? Mm -hmm. Sure. I think, I think if anything, now that you say it, Tyler, that is, that is the catharsism is when I, yeah. when things happen in my life, I try to find the story in it. Yeah. And, uh, and if I can tell that story, I tell it. Love that. Sure. Wow. Wow. Oh, it, nothing, son. <laughs> it's well i mean i can i can just i can relate as as a writer myself you know approaching things especially when they're based off of you know a real life incident um no. and and you had mentioned you know he's he's you know the second most influential person in your life who's who's the first because now i'm curious yeah oh man uh all right so this will probably get some real tears here guys oh, no. Uh, no. i didn't know if you guys expected this podcast to go this direction okay oh, so um most influential person in my life, without a doubt, is my, my best friend. His name is Kyle Allen, mm -hmm. um, Kyle Benjamin Allen. And uh, unfortunately, he passed in 2014. Mm -hmm. um, oh, man, I was 24 years old. It was 9.14 in the morning on a Monday, August 4th, when I got a phone call from my other friend, uh, Shane Sione. Uh, shout out to you, buddy. I love you. And uh, he told me, uh, he asked me, he said, uh, Hey man, has anyone called you yet? Mm. And I was like, and I mean, the moment mm -hmm. I heard that, yeah. rock, <clears throat> right in the gut. Yeah. And I say, no man, what's going on? He goes, uh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on, dude? And I'm thinking now I live with Shane, so I'm thinking I left mm -hmm. the window open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did something stupid, mm -hmm. you know. I was on, I was working and I was, I was driving hours away. He says, uh, Kai, don't know, man. I guess Kyle, uh, as he got out of the motorcycle last night and we had we were having really bad rainstorms that august mm. and um and 
said, I guess the roads were slick or the big drinking, we don't know, but he lost control and he's gone. Ugh. He's gone. Wow. And, um, and that it's hard to describe to people mm-hmm. who haven't, haven't been there. And again, it's not a knock on anyone who hasn't been there. I hope, I hope you don't, yeah. but to feel your entire foundation as a person mm-hmm. dissipate, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship I had with Kyle and I described to him, uh, I described him regularly as he was my soulmate. Mm-hmm. As in, we met in sixth grade. I was going through a lot of personal family stuff. I was very chaotic and I was in a, a very rough uh, mental place and kind of figuring things out. And then I met Kyle and mind you, Kyle at that time was a big boy at six one <laughs> oh, in sixth grade. He was six one, what? Two fifty. Oh, First of all, listen, I am the smallest of my 30 group. as well? Like Everyone thought he was. Holy Everyone thought crap. he was. Holy moly. <laughs> so, like, I'm the smallest of my, I was the smallest of my group of friends at six feet, 215 pounds. Kyle was 6'6", six, six, 320 pounds when he passed. Uh, big boy, big and proportions. But, uh, so we met when we were kids, and, and he was one of the, he was the first person that, that I could just talk to and mm-hmm. he understood. Mm-hmm. When we hung out, we just talked. Mm-hmm. We're six we're sixth graders. We're just talking about everything, about things we had no idea what we, we had no idea what we were talking about. But we're talking about life, mm-hmm. church, God, family life, sex. Watch out, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but then we talked about video games mm-hmm. and stories and 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 he was my my biggest supporter um in everything I did he he would always say you know hey man when you make it big I'm gonna do that when you make it big I'm just gonna be your writer because at that mm. point he just he was a security officer uh he was actually at 24 he was about to be the head of security at uh at a big sports arena Oh wow! here in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. And it was a big, and people loved him. And, uh, but he would always say, you know, when you make it big, Ray, when you make it big, when you make it big. And, um, unfortunately, like I said, he, he passed and that yeah. was the longest eight hour drive mm-hmm. I've ever had in my life because I had to drive back, uh, to, I drove, called my boss at the time. I, I was working a job, a day job that had me going out of town a lot. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it period. And I did, and I had to drop another guy off. This is the awkward part. I was training a new guy that day. So oh, I'm with no. this car with a new guy <laughs> as I'm getting this news and just completely shaking my world. I drive oh. him past my house because I have to take him all the way home. For those who don't know, I'll say this for all you so Southern California listeners. I drove from Santa Barbara back to Moreno Valley, which is well past into San Bernardino, which is in itself like a six hour drive back to where I lived, which was Upland, which is the, the Inland Empire. And the Empire, which is another three-hour drive. That's how long I was in the car by myself with my thoughts, having to deal with this. And um, and when I lost Kyle, it uh, it shook my found. Like I said, it mm-hmm. shook my foundations. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point. I remember I was lying, I was lying in bed. It was a couple days after I'd already found out. I was depressed. I mean, no doubt. I was back. I felt back in that deep, dark pit mm-hmm. you get before I met Kyle. That's where I was at. I was mm-hmm. like back there. I'm like, holy crap. I haven't felt this low in God years. And I, But I remember hearing his voice. And, and I remember saying to myself, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to mm-hmm. get up. I don't want to go on. You know, I'm like, I had a choice. It was a choice in my life. He said, well, bud, you're right sucks it's called being an adult mm. you got to deal with it 
And, and I was so mad because mm -hmm. he would say that type of stuff all the time. That was so <laughs> practical mm -hmm. and legit. And you're like, I can't even argue that without sounding like a wuss. Yeah. Without sounding like a freaking bitch. Like, I can't, I have to, fuck off, man. Yeah. Like, what? So as a kid, like, he would say stuff like that all the time, you know, and, and, and I really, that's why I made that choice. I said, okay, I'm going to get up. Yeah. And not only am I going to get up, I'm going to keep every single promise that he used to say to me mm -hmm. when I make it big, we're well, going to do this, this, and mm -hmm. this. And so that's when I did that. That was the, a few months later, I moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. That was the catalyst of pretty much everything I've done going forth. Uh, uh, that's when I started taking writing more seriously, acting more seriously. I started doing okay. classes. I thought, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this, but I'm going to get out to LA and I'm going to really actually make it. And that's mm -hmm. when I think my career, my journey really began was in 2014 um, after that. And it's sad that it took something that, sure substantial um to make happen mm -hmm. to to make me make that decision but i think at some point you either have to quit bullshitting yourself yeah mm -hmm. and say am i really going to do this or am i just going to be a hobby is it just cool yeah I, yeah you know yeah. it's very easy to do that god it's so easy to do that absolutely but but people don't realize the struggle and, and how difficult it can be to do any, to create just in general, to create yeah. um, anything, let alone try to make it in an industry that is already up and running without you. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. need you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Warner, like all these Hollywood will go on without Ray Holdridge. Yeah. Anime will go on without us. Yeah. Like, you got to drop your ego and say, you know what, this might take me a long time. But if it's worth it, and if you keep putting in the work, and you keep training, you keep finding ways to adapt and change mm -hmm. and move forward, something's gonna click. So, cheers to to my buddy Kyle. Yeah, um, yeah. cheers, soulmate. Yeah, because he. Wow. Yeah, and there's so much more to our story, and and every story I tell, um, there's a huge piece of Kyle in it. Sure. I learned so much from him from the the short time we knew each other, which to me, 15 years is short. Mm -hmm. 15 years is short to me totally. because, oh, yeah that, that was the longest relationship I've had with any human being outside of my immediate family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but yeah he he was the big catalyst uh for everything I've done mm. wow. Mr. Kyle Allen oh and Smoky Polar Bear Productions that was the nickname we gave Kyle because here's a 6'6 330 pound white dude mm -hmm. sitting in a pool smoking <laughs> a cigar <laughs> Drinking a whiskey and coke and making funny noise. Like that was I love it. Just <laughs> That's around, awesome. So. That's great. That's so awesome. His mom's gonna love that one. Yeah. His mom loves that oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I yeah. love that. Thanks for sharing that with us, yeah. man. Wow. Like it it I, I feel like a life without those relationships is is a meaningless life. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, yeah. staying new keeping yourself forever is just pointless mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that that yeah. is and i'm sure oh. that you you've connected with any listener who's hearing this who has a very similar story i mean that's cool. why so many people get into the arts is mm -hmm. painful history and and Tragedy. yeah it's yeah. bittersweet but it's it's what kind of motivates a lot of us so makes well, sense well you know even outside like even if you're not an actor you're not mm -hmm. an artist or whatever i i think it's so important to identify mm -hmm. those moments in your life that have gotten you to where you're at totally i think it's so important to have a foundation of who you are because i tell you what though that moment in my life being that was my greatest fear mm -hmm. my first fear my first great fear was becoming my father my dad dealt with alcoholism all his life and and he and i like i said you know i very much alike very close similar people hence maybe why we butted heads so much but the best way i always describe my relationship with my dad when i was younger was that i all, of all my memories most people have memories like my dad was bigger than me larger than life so big 
and most of my memories of my dad, it's eye to eye. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. so that was kind of always, uh, like, even I can think of it, I'm like, yeah, we're eye to eye. No, we weren't. I was mm-hmm. fourth grade. I was a punk ass mm-hmm. fat kid. Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, you were short. <laughs> my dad was six feet. No way. Um, but that's the memories I have. That was mm-hmm. the way I thought of it. And that, uh, oh, shoot. I almost lost track of my thought here. Too much tequila. That's tequila. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> have tequila. No, I think it's so important to identify those things and, and to figure out the importance of it and in life in general, because yeah. when those things, big things do happen, mm-hmm. yep. you have a foundation to go back to yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to start back here. And my foundation was my relationship with Kyle. My foundation was the, everything I learned, he and I talked about and realized, Hey man, keep this happens. You're an adult though. Right. Move forward. Yeah. Deal with it. Be better than that. Yeah. And, and so that's also kind of the story. I think the why I keep moving forward in this industry as hard as it is. Um, but I think that's a lesson for everybody. Like right now, guys, keep moving forward in yeah, whatever awesome. you're doing. You totally. know? It, life in general, personal relationships, things happen. It's going mm-hmm. to suck. Admit mm-hmm. it's going to suck. I'm not saying don't, don't admit that. Like I cry almost every day. I am an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. However, I keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think most people should try to do that. More. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That well, that's great. We skipped right ahead to the advice section. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe also, yeah. maybe also to make it. Uh, you know, there's no easy way to transition out of an emotional, beautiful story like that. But I guess yeah, there is. The best. What does a stage manager do? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I, listen, you gotta yep. listen to my yep. episode that's already come out. So you're gonna have to look. Gonna can I just say, listen? I spent a year. Not very. I spent a year doing. I mean, a solid year doing black box theater in los angeles oh good let's hear about it oh no i don't (laughs) want to think about it like it was one of the worst first of all no okay hold on first of all guys it's so awful no it's the worst and and it wasn't and i'm not saying in general i think maybe specifically the acting company i accidentally got like got seduced into like a fucking like oh disgusting (laughs) however there are good things i'm not saying there's bad theater but sometimes there is some really bad theater. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying theaters in general is bad. Yes. I, I love theater. You. In fact, oh, I love you. Right? I've I love seen a bad lot of- theater at very highly regarded theaters. So it's oh, a yeah. thing. You know what the worst thing is? This is where I think, and this, and you know what? Here's another piece of advice. First of all, let's get away from life advice. And thank you, girl. Yes. I love that. That was amazing. But if we're talking about pure career, like if, if, if there are writers out there, directors, yeah, please. Um, people who want to put together, State. This goes. This applies to both stage mm-hmm. and film. Whatever you're trying to do, do not tell a story that is bigger than you are able to tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is okay to wait to tell mm-hmm. that story when you are able. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is one of the greatest challenges. For example, of Black Box Theater. People try to tell a story that is bigger than the black box. Mm-hmm. The black box is a beautiful place. I, I think for people who don't know, who may not know what I'm referring to, the black box theater is essentially just a, a literally, it's a room that is all black and you can build mm-hmm. any kind of stage in it. And in Los Angeles, especially, there's a, there's quite a few of them. And before the pandemic, there was regularly them. And that's where you see those. There's the joke of like the very artsy, mm-hmm. <laughs> hardcore, like I am an artist and this is a, if you don't understand the theme, it's because you are too foolish <laughs> and you are an idiot. However, there's a lot of amazing stories that have been told in Black Box Theater. Oh, yeah. But the problem is that, and this goes with short films and this goes with bigger project is, I, don't, I only have a budget of $10,000. Why am I trying to make a movie that should be made for 50? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like you, you need to fit 
your means. Yeah. Uh, Stranger in Black, two and a half minutes. Um, that was my very first project. I put very, very little, maybe fifty, seventy-five dollars into it. Mm. Um, my actors, they were my friends. God bless mm. them. They're my friends in my acting class. Uh, my the guy who shot the camera on a Sony 4K. He had to have own a Sony 4K. He was an actor. He wasn't a real camera yeah. guy, right? I shot it at my mom's house. Yeah. And uh. we were originally going to shoot it at a friend's house, but that friend suddenly had a family party or something where a bunch of friends were <laughs> coming, so we couldn't shoot there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. It's not like we hadn't planned this a month yeah, in advance. Yeah. Okay. So I went to go shoot at my mom's house for free. No money. I put budget into, into makeup and things like that. Yeah. I did all the editing myself. I did every, like everything I did myself. And, but I knew, I said, I don't have a lot. I need to focus on what I, I wanted a chase scene. I wanted to do a double twist. A twist on a twist is what uh -huh. I called it. Thank you. Shout out to the Saw film, the original Saw. Yeah. The importance. There's a deep cut. powerful. Oh, dude, first of all, <laughs> okay, let me come back to that. Please ask me about Saw again so we can talk about that. Okay, that is <laughs> one right. of the most I'm influential cutting it movies. into my leg as we speak. <laughs> Wait, that is one of the most influential movies in my life, and I will tell you there's a very specific reason why. But that movie, that was based very minimal because that's all I had. Mm -hmm. All yeah. I knew was I wanted a really good chase scene and a scare. That's yeah. all I wanted. And is it perfect? Hell no. Like, the protect, like there is so much I look at, I'm like, why did I do it like that? Yeah. Oh, man, why, how do I... So, so much I would have done, but you've got to fit within your budget. And that is okay. Find one room, two characters, tell the story, focus. Yeah. Right. Don't try to tell, uh, uh, again, the same goes with Black Box Theater. Don't try to tell a story that should be on Broadway mm -hmm. in a Black Box Theater. You're not Broadway. Mm -hmm. Don't do nudity in a Black Box Theater. <laughs> we are way too close to the stage to have a penis <laughs> flopping around in our face. And if you haven't gotten the hint, that's what happened. Was it my penis? No. However, it was a fellow cast member's penis. And Ooh. that is unfair. This... I'm just gonna say that. It's you laughing because you know it's true. <laughs> honestly, like, Ray, I think you should just be our guest for the rest of our podcast because you yeah. don't, I don't even need to ask you questions. Literally what I wanted to ask you was like, what's the worst or best story you have? Oh, man! Clearly a penis <laughs> in your face. That's oh, hilarious. That wasn't even the worst! <laughs> what? What's the worst? What's the worst? Black box theater, man. It's just, it's gnarly. Okay, so here's the story. My my year of black box. Now, mind you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm 19 years old. Okay, at the beginning of that year. At the end of that year, I was 43. That's how much stress. <laughs> okay, but at the beginning of the year, I was 19 years old. And 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 for the first time, I'm in college. I'm right. I'm 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 went out. I I discovered Actors Access. Whoa! Actors Access that website. <laughs> so I jumped to Actors Access, which is a standard. Every actor should have Actors Access. LA Casting and Casting Frontier. I know. Thank you, agent. I know that. Um. So I discovered Actors Access. I submit to this play because I love. Again, I was just trying to act. I was trying to do stuff. And there's this play for this beautiful play. And again, the store, the the play we did. I auditioned for it was beautiful. It's called The Last Days of Judas Iscariot. Mm -hmm. If you don't know it, please, for love of God, look it up. It is yeah. a beautiful, it's a beautiful play um, that focuses on uh, spirituality mm -hmm. and, and God and religion, but it's, it's not, I don't personally find it to be very preachy. I, I find it to be an amazing, powerful story. However, <laughs> it is a beast of a play. It is three hours long. There's like 28 characters. 
And I did not know any of this going forward. Again, remember, I am an athlete, mm -hmm. big gamer who played sports. 19 year old. <laughs> yeah. I knew nothing about theater, dude. I didn't know. I, I was a dude. I don't know. I just like being cool characters. So I go out for Jesus. I go out for Judas. Of course. You, you look just like him. As That's you right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. exactly. Sorry, yeah. kids. He was Jewish in the yep. Middle East. He yep. was probably he brown. Was definitely yes. tan. <laughs> that dude sunburned so hard. Yep. Like, okay. So I go out for those two roles. Oh, and Satan. Oh, Satan. In this play, <laughs> amazing. So I went for Satan, right? I got cast as the judge. Oh, what are you no. doing? I got, first of all, again, me being 19 years old, not realizing the importance of when I say the judge, guys, the judge in this play is a 50 something year old dude who died in the civil war. They cast me because I could grow a beard. I was like the only, like I had, a, again, I was cursed by puberty. Why? <laughs> puberty keeps coming back at me. So, and I could do a pretty decent like Southern top accent. So they, they threw me on there. And, and again, it was just like, how come I never booked anything I want to book? And <laughs> So I'm playing that, and and again, I, I stuck in it, and that was in January, February, so in the spring. We have one table read. And then, and my 28 people, it's a huge freaking cast, and, and me being totally blind to everything. Um, by the time that you, you wonder, this was supposed to do, like, be like a spring play. Yeah. We didn't do it until the fall. What? What? You might be asking yourself, why? <laughs> because the producer slash director, um, didn't have the money. Not oh, only did he not have the money, he then lost stage. Not only did he lose the stage, he was living out of his car. Now, mind you, I didn't know all this until later. <sighs> Guys, Black Box Theater, do your research, okay? Oh. No matter who you're working oh. with, do your research, trust your gut. Did That's he not, was he, wow. did he have his own production company? Is that? Hell no. So Hell I... no. Okay. <laughs> This was a dude who was just basically barring off of favors. He was, again, one okay. of these people who wanted to, he thought mm -hmm. he was this big artistic thing. He mm -hmm. wasn't, he was, he was not a great individual. And I'm not about to go thrashing his name. No, of course not. Yeah, of course not. But, but no, because there's been enough thrashing in yeah. general. And maybe, maybe you might know his name. We'll talk later. You might know who he is um, because it did get around and it did get into uh, some public places. So we might talk about that. But he, long story short, he was, a, he was not a great person creep and by the time we actually shot it only about five of the original 28 people wow. casted were part of the project uh me being one of them because again the people i worked with on the project aside from that individual mm -hmm. uh, were fantastic i mean not just in talent but in effort and desire and i've made actually a couple of my really long-term friends there's one woman there who i know carrie lane oh love you shout out to carrie lane she is one of my favorite people in the world, and uh, she, her and I met on that project. She came on later on because they were recasting because a bunch of people left because the guy had no money. He expected the actors to raise money uh. and to apply money. Again, guys, shout out. Do not ever pay to no. be part of a project. No. I did not pay. I did not pay. I Good. raised money like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> I got other businesses to pay. Freaking idiots. Still, even then, I was going to say. But even then, again, I'm 19 years yeah. old. I do not know how really how this industry works. You just know I want to be in a play. I want to do stuff. Oh, yeah. So we end up all that summer, that all that spring, all that summer, putting on small one act plays oh, um, of different black pox variety. That's where uh, you know that was one of that one of the penises was shown during that. <laughs> just one. 
penis. Just one of the penis. There were other penises oh, later God. during last later on, but that was one time. That was the first penis, and <laughs> and so that was that summer of craziness. And I did, but I did do a lot of different plays, and so I got to cut my teeth on a lot of different characters and work with a lot of different directors because actors started being the directors. Like we just started putting on our own projects, and that's when I realized, holy crap. Um, You've got to take accountability and take control of what you're doing and be willing yeah. to push back if something doesn't feel right. It's okay. Um, and so by the time, again, by the time it all got done, we ended up doing essentially a, a month, two-month run. Like, we put on, like, I think 28 shows of this three-hour-long Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, two shows a day. No! Three, oh, yeah. Oh, again, 19 years old. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, yep. Of a three-hour-long <laughs> show. And, and I, there, I don't have, I don't have a backup. Everyone else, all the main characters who are on stage all day, every day, the main, they all have backups. I did not. And if, and in this play, the judge is on stage the whole time because it takes place during a court hearing for Judas Iscariot's soul. And who has to be there all the time? The judge. So I, I was exhausting. However, I learned an amazing lesson in terms of dealing with people who to trust, and also the work ethic and how important that is. And, and also a big part of me, especially at that time, of how much I did want to do this oh. and how amazing my friends were because they showed up to this monstro mm -hmm. three-hour-long monstrosity and they saw a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to warn them about said penis. Oh, no! So I got to hear that for a long time. <laughs> they held that over me. Ding. Oh, oh man, and uh, so LA is an interesting play. Like I said, I again, not to, it's so important. This was a play that was it, it got through because of the majority of people that were involved, not because of the director producer. It got through because there were actors and people who said we are going to do this, mm -hmm. and we are going to make it as good as it can be. Yeah, and it was. I thought it was an amazing, like all things considered, it was an amazing piece. There were some amazing performances. There were some amazing moments, and I'm very, very proud of it because of what we got to get to it yeah um and i learned a lot of lessons because you learn a lot through a bad times so that's what people got to realize yeah. we you can learn a lot through the bad times even in your career and that's what you're going to do don't think you're don't think you can just show up to a town it's all going to be easy peasy you know and oh, no. and especially don't think that oh if i don't make it by the time i'm 22 life's right. over no right no no, yeah. no 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 i'm 30 yeah. years old i am just now getting a really good handle i feel a better handle of what kind of storyteller i want to be yep. um and again I would do, would I do Black Box Theater again? Hells no. But, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I've actually did Black Box Theater again years afterwards, yeah. but it was it was through a group that I really trust and, and I did. Right, exactly. Again. You need to and, do it with people, yeah. Right, and like I said, if you're going to make a project, guys, make it fit your means. Yeah. Don't, if, you'll get there. You'll get there. But tell a really strong, impactful story in a small package. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm that's gonna do way more than you oh, trying yeah. to yeah. to do something that you're just not ready right. for yet. Right. Yeah, and right. it's, it, it you, you hit the nail on the head and, and it's definitely something, I'm waiting to run into somebody who's like, oh yeah, I have not had a single hiccup in my career. Mm. Like, it's just been yeah. wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been, it's been glorious. I just mm. moved out here and now I'm a model. Uh, but as far as- Forget it, Tyler, you're gorgeous. <laughs> Right, Steph. Steph, is this the guy you gotta deal with all the time? Good Lord. Seriously, don't believe me. I, I got my own, you know, I got, that's why I drink. Let's, let's. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, and you know what? It, it comes to something I definitely wanted to ask you, especially with all of your interests, like outside of your career, 
say you know you're having a just a, a crap day you're getting stuff done you're working you know towards improving your career and doing some different things what are like other hobbies you have outside of you know career-based tasks you know what do you like to do what do you do for fun what do you do to relax aside from making love to my lover oh yes no. you're, you're, oh god crystal's crystal's gonna be so mad at that Everyone, one crystal, i'm so sorry we're gonna need a piping you. hot shower after this <laughs> she's gonna she'll be like you thought why are you telling people that why she's from louisiana and she doesn't talk talk like this but i love to say it she's like first why are you gonna tell people like that don't be gross um <laughs> I'm sorry, Bonner Low, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, you know what? I'm such a one, like seriously, talking to people, like having conversations with people is probably the, the way I blow off the most. Mm -hmm. One, because I get to go on rants. Mm -hmm. But two, I get to go on rants with someone else. I, I, I love that energy. I'm a huge time video gamer. Probably in an unhealthy level. Mm -hmm. Listen, let's be honest. That's the, no, hey, Tyler, don't say, hey. See, that's the sound of an addict. It's, it's, I love. It. I mean, hey, are your thumbs falling off? Do you have arthritis? <laughs> a little bit. Is it hard to touch yourself at the end of the night? Okay. Thumbs right. No. Then we're good. Then we're good. Ice the hands and you're set. That's why I got a lover. Oh God, who said no? Steph, I'm sorry. Now Steph, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, guys. Now I'm. Oh, we right. did it. We did it. You made me uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you know what? Right. I'm. I'm a big time. I'm a big time. I, I love game, but I love movies and film, and I love watching. Mm -hmm animation um japanese anime is is probably one of the most for me again it, it's very influential but it's such like i cried during animation easily um because it's so inspirational to me not just in not not just in the themes but the way they tell stories mm -hmm. the way they find the camera movements like mm -hmm. I absolutely love stories. Like there's almost always, I'm either listening to a podcast, I'm listening to a newscast, I'm listening, like I love information. I love hearing. Are you stories. a book reader or like an audiobook? I, you know, what's funny. I do love, I do love books. I mm -hmm. love, I, I, when I was a kid, I was an avid, avid, avid reader. And I think as you get older, like it's harder. Yeah, it's harder and, and, and I do love working out too. That's the other thing. I'm a big time lifter. Do I do three finger push-ups like Tyler? No, no because you're a because I'm not, that doesn't I'm want to break great. his fingers. Because I'm not like, yo, look at me do my uh -huh. three fingers. Uh -huh. Just yeah. check it out. <laughs> hey, Tyler, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I've, but I've been such a fan. But I, I love lifting. I love working out. I was a big time. I, I love Olympic style weightlifting, especially. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. And again, I'm a man. The best way to describe it is like, I'm a man of many interests. Mm -hmm. and, and I love Greek mythology. Like, yeah. Oh, Greek mythology is my jam. Oh. That, again, I think it's my Latino side because mm. I'm so dramatic. I love drama. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing more dramatic than Greek mythology and telenovelas. Now, do I speak Spanish? <laughs> Hell no. Do they have yeah. subtitles? Damn right they yes. do. Yes. So, so that's what I watch. So I, I, that's my big thing is usually I love a big physical outlet. Um, mm -hmm. I love getting out that energy and then then just absorbing information, absorbing yeah. stories. That 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 really does make me feel yeah, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah, that's that's my big way to let it. Um, I love it. Out. All right. I think we 
I mean, we could probably talk to you for another whole hour. One hundred percent. I was ready. I, I, I thought we were talking about anime. No, unfortunately, we're trying. We got. Yeah, we got to. Uh, but I, don't I will talk ask. To me longer either. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there? You know, we're trying to support all of our guests. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially as we get started. But in general, so is there anything you want us to promote specifically that you want to get? I mean, you've been given shout outs this whole t time, but you know, <laughs> stuff. Anything that you really want to make sure people kind of maybe check out that you're working on or people you care about or work is working on? Um, yeah, you know, obviously guys, please check out my website, uh, rayholdridge.com. Check out two of my projects there, obviously. Uh, Stranger in Black, ooh, it's, it is, I, I love that piece. Um, that, that was my first one and mm -hmm. I don't know, that's gonna hold us, I hope that holds a special place in my heart for a long time. And then uh, Gotham Sirens too, that I think I've always, I love telling stories, um, I love writing female characters because guess what guys it's just like writing any other character. <laughs> yes yeah. to be women it's it's the same thing stop making it weird yeah. um and then right now though i am i am in post-production we're about probably about two weeks out of the letter uh being finished awesome. which is yeah and i'm so excited for that so so excited for that um also follow me on my instagram ray holdridge I got lucky. There's only two of us. One of them was wow. my dad, and sadly, he's dead now. So oh, the sorry. other one, I'm sorry, that's a dark joke. That was a dark joke. <laughs> but that I was, was my like, dad. Do I, should I laugh? Uh, I don't know. You can't. You can't. Listen, uh, my dad loved the dark jokes. He was a good. dick like that. And, that okay. and me too. And I, unfortunately, I got that same gene. Uh, that, and then also uh, SPB Productions mm. um, LA. That's, that's my Instagram for smoking polar bear productions. Awesome. So please follow that as well. That's where I post most of my stuff of what's going on. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And uh, do you have any, like, if you had one solid piece of advice to give anyone listening to this podcast, outside of what you've already like talked about, what is something mm -hmm. you would tell either someone brand new or yourself at 19 working in a black box theater? What's that piece of advice? Good Lord, 19. Um, don't send news. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, no, but in real life, um, you know what, honestly, uh, don't be afraid to try something completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, don't be don't be afraid to adapt and change. Like I said, right now, especially right now, I think it's right out in the open. There's a lot of chaos in the world. There's a lot of things happening. Adapt to it. Don't let it freeze you. Yeah. Do not let it freeze you. Um, it's not a scare. Going up on a stage and bombing isn't the scare worst thing that's going to happen to you in your life. I know because I lived it. Mm -hmm. I am, am one of those people lucky that I, I went through the worst possible scenario in my life, which I knew. And I, and I told him, God bless him. I had nothing left to say, but I told Cobb my greatest fear was that I would lose him. Mm -hmm. I told him that a year before he died. I remember that mm -hmm. conversation. Wow. Having gone through that, I said, guys, you can make it through mm -hmm. anything. You can make it through Rejections by casting directors, rejections for your script, mm -hmm. bad shoots, bad black boxes, bad review. You can make it through any of that. None of that matters. The point is, are you working to get better? And are you having a, uh, um, a small enough ego to learn to adapt and change yeah. and figure out just how to make it work? Just figure it out how to make it work. Yeah. That, I think, is what the best, the best piece of advice I could give someone is like, just keep yes. moving and find a way to make it work. and and, and Big thing, surround yourself with people who can fill in the gaps that you can't fill. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I, 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 there's a lot of weakness. I have a lot of weaknesses in terms of maybe uh, organization or production, or I am not the greatest in terms of the technicalities of filmmaking, mm -hmm. in terms of framing and film. Get yourself a great DP. Get yourself friends yeah. who are good at that and, and are willing to collaborate. 
And you're going to find yourself in a position where three years, five years, a month down the line, they'll be like, Hey, let me call so-and-so because mm-hmm. they were one great to work with because they were humble and they were willing to ask for help. And they were just fun to work with. That's yeah. so, so key guys. Surround yourself with, with good you. people yeah. who, uh, who will work with you. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ray. You yeah. were so much fun. This was oh, awesome God. for me. I, yes, <laughs> I, I like, I'm obsessed with this podcast and I'm, you know, and it's not, just, God, this was so much fun. I'm just so happy to talk to people about things. <laughs> So this is great. No, me too. No, hey, and guys, please reach out. I'll be yeah. happy to hang out, man. Oh, this yeah, is man. super fun for me. Like you guys, are, you guys are super fun. I love them. And I love what you're doing because there's absolutely no reason not to do right? it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just get it done. Right. Mm-hmm. And on that note, um, if you haven't started already, you should be following us on um, our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at PWRP Podcast. Um, we are also uh, on all of the different podcast listening apps. So we're on Apple and Google and Spotify and Stitcher. So make sure to um, subscribe to us on one of those. And if you could, even maybe rate us or leave a little a review to help more people find out about us. And if you uh, would like to be a part of this podcast mm-hmm. and be a guest on our show, send us an email with any questions or just you know, saying hi to pwrp.pod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And please, um, if you are subscribed to us, like, like, share, mm-hmm. rate, tell your friends about us because we really do want to make sure as many people as possible get to hear these stories because they are. They're Think about this. Ray was awesome. How yeah. fun is that? Spend an hour listening to someone be delightful. So just yes. the coolest guy in LA. Yeah. And we oh, you guys. It here first. <laughs> um, and with that, well, I won't lie to you. I've been on the airwaves. So. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that is okay. I love it. Um, but yeah, I guess until next week, we are pretend world's real people. Thank you for listening. And as always, here's your awkward. Bye. Bye. Bye.